Yo, turn that shizzle off. <laughs> All right, now that's much better. All right, you are here, music with the doctors. My name is Dr. Andrew Grau. And I am Dr. Ethan Feldstein. Welcome to the show. We are glad to have everyone here. And today, we have a very special guest with us, Dr. Daniel Vicentainer. Say hello, Dan. How's it going, everybody? So, Dan, in addition to you, you doing a little playing with me, we're going we're gonna to talk to you a little bit as a kind of an artist interview. So could you just give us a little loose background information on yourself? My name is Dan. Um, probably my fo <coughs> my uh, most defining feature about me is my, uh, <laughs> honestly, my uh, curly hair. I mean, let's just be <laughs> honest about that. Um, it, 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 for most people, yes. For most people. Um, I was born in Pittsburgh, uh, moved to Detroit for a year or so, but I lived basically my whole life in uh, Westchester, New York, which to many people in uh, New York City is upstate. No, people but actually know Westchester, though, because for me... When I mention that I'm from Rockland, it's it's uh it's very strange because people don't actually know where I am. They think I'm from Long Island, or they think I'm from somewhere upstate in Oblivion. Who knows? It's the burbs, bro. <laughs> I'll be totally honest with you. The first time I met you, Ethan, I didn't know where Lo Rockland was either. <laughs> I, like I said, though, you're not alone. All right, so Dan. Uh, you are an alto sax player. How long have you been playing saxophone? I've been playing the saxophone since my uh, my aunt and uncle gave me the instrument when I was in the fourth grade. And uh, my parents, um, once once my parents found out that you know I could um, I could hear a song and then play it on a little toy piano that I had when I was a kid, they were like, they basically said, "Okay, you must learn this instrument. We really want you to do this." I got to be honest. At first, I um. First, I didn't really like it. Um, I had a classically trained uh, teacher, and he was a nice guy, but I wasn't really feeling it. But then I went to get another instructor who taught me a lot more about jazz, and that's when it, you know, really started to become a fun thing for that's, me. That's when it clicked. I, exactly. I agree. That's that's for me. It was junior year, or no, actually sophomore year in college is when I really started loving jazz, and then I just didn't stop. So I understand finding your way to jazz is a kind of takes some maturity, I guess. It's, of course, it's a long and winding road, as they say. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, you uh, you had a toy piano, you said? Yeah, it had. Um, let's 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 dive into that because the, was the it childhood of Daniel was, <laughs> was it a Fisher Price? Um, actually, I think it was. Really? Yeah, I was joking. Okay, <laughs> you're, you're you're joking. I'm I'm not. I oh, think yeah. it actually was. It had like it was basically a little xylophone. Each key had a different color, and everything like that. I would I hear. Think, I yeah. think I had that too. But you, you know, yeah, I, I definitely have that too. I've seen <laughs> I've seen more than one of it in my lifetime. So if you know if it turns out you had the same thing, you showed me a picture, I wouldn't be surprised at all. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's that's where everyone gets started. Only the best <laughs> musical <laughs> toys. Yep. <laughs> so where did you do your undergrad? Um, I went to I went to SUNY Oneonta. Um, What's I actually that? What's that place? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember all that much of it either. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but in all seriousness, it. Um, I actually started out as a uh, music industry major. I took all these uh, music classes, and I liked it, and I liked it enough. But once I got into the business part of it, I found I, um, 
I wasn't really totally interested in it. And I actually switched over to computer science. Wow. And that meant I had to stay an extra year. But I liked the major. But I still, I still stayed in all the performance classes because, you know, most of my friends were part of them. They were. It was just a lot of fun to do, and I wanted to keep my music in check. Well, that's that's really the beauty of college is that you can actually do whatever you want. You don't have to be so conducive. It doesn't have to be conducive to your major. Mm-hmm. Per se. And it was the the beauty of Oneonta was that non-majors could take music courses. And you know, as we joked, what's Oneonta? We all went there together, and we of course all know you, Dan. So could you could you give us kind of a brief overview of some of the industry things or sorry industry things some of the ensembles that you that you were in in your time there so i started out um i started out doing that that's that big band thing that wasn't i don't think given the size of it would actually be considered a big band but i was always interested in jazz i did the jazz programs in high school so i wanted to do more jazz um in college <laughs> but as i did that i started um doing some of the more off-campus bands, like the bands that weren't part of the school. Mm-hmm. Um, I did a lot of really, really experimental stuff, like um, stuff I wouldn't really be able to describe. I just have to show you. Oh, no. <laughs> that sounds sounds interesting. Um, I remember... Experimental stuff that he can't talk about. <laughs> I was in a band called uh, Diazepam for a little while. Diazepam oh, yeah. what? I remember that. Diazepam. It's actually named after a drug from a video game called Metal Gear Solid. From what I remember, but oh, that's but okay. that's what it is. But we did a lot of um, we did a lot of really out there stuff. They did, I remember they did Tom Sawyer, and they wanted me to play the synth solo part on the sax. So that's what I did one time, <laughs> and that was actually before I listened to Rush for the first time. So uh, there was a lot of that, and but I started to do some more. Um, once I was a sophomore, I started to go to the more relaxed uh, combo type of thing, and I did a little bit of Latin as well. So. I did. Um, I was even in a uh, Bruce Springsteen cover band for like a semester. So I did a lot of stuff, but the main, you know, the main focus of my music, um, my music sessions in college were pretty much all jazz. Very interesting, and yeah. I I know from personal experience, I played with you in the jazz octet. And you too. My uh, my senior year. So I also want to bring up this this band because it seems you have a very eclectic background, which is I up. find very interesting. Um, could you could you go into MAE and the Machine Gun Funk? Yes, and it, describe describe to everybody what it is because that was one of my favorite bands to go watch. I didn't mind that I was a poor college kid paying three dollars to go see them. I love I, them. I still love them and love listening to you guys. Seriously, one of the best best bands to come out of that place. So. First of all, I want to say that MAE and the Machine Gun Funk is actually two different, um, two different bands, so to speak, yeah. combined into one. Yeah. MAE are two of my friends, uh, Lars Viola and uh, and Jamie Mahoney, and they still do. Um, they're still doing a bunch of, you know, a bunch of uh, rap hip hop uh, gigs around the city. They're still doing that. So and what, what, are, what are their names? Was Express the Motif? Uh, one of them is Express the Motif, and I um, I feel so bad, but I can't remember what what uh what the other one was. But yeah, In, Indigo Ali. Indigo Ali. Look um, at you. Dr. He, I'm up I'm up on my if my he ever stuff. if he ever if he ever listens <laughs> to this, he's gonna get mad at me. But um, uh, I so nailed they it. still I nailed it. Yeah, exactly. They still do shows around here, and they actually have an al- an album up on uh, Pandora, Spotify. Really? Um, I'm not sure if it's on iTunes, but it's definitely on Spotify. Is, so. it, is it new? Um, I think it was up there about a year ago. It's not the one with um, with what's the, the title? Oh, jeez, forgetting now. Mad Fun. That's the one. 
Yes, album. I believe I believe so. That that was yeah, that's like One, that's like a couple of years ago now, right? Yeah, so um I actually have I actually have the album as part of my collection and one of the tracks is um done by the Machine Gun Funk, which is <clears throat> a bunch of my friends and I uh from school. They already had a little band where um because normally when you hear a when you hear a rapper hip hop gig, you got the rappers and and I guess normally they have Tracks. You know, tracks in the background doing their thing. Sure. But we were a whole band. That's what set us apart. That's what makes so you guys had, awesome. We had drummers. We had um, <clears throat> we had two guitarists. We had a piano player even. And so they wanted me to be to play the saxophone and <clears throat> kind of do – because MAE as a whole, they're really interested in jazz. If you listen to their – if you listen to their well, and listen to their sampling, yeah, for sure, yeah. a lot, a lot of it, and it's really good stuff. It's so good; it fits yeah. so well together. Now, do you guys plan on doing more shows together, or is that <laughs> yeah. going to be tough? It's going to be tough because one of the because one of the guitarists actually lives in Philly right now. Mm-hmm. Um, we all graduated, and while we were in school, it was a lot of fun because we were all there. We were all like playing shows left and right. Um, I don't want to toot my own horns, so to speak, but <laughs> you know, we were. <laughs> <laughs> but we were um we we had quite a bit of shows we um and you know we quite had, a following too i mean I'm, i appreciate you say that though <laughs> well so we yeah. are going to come back and talk to to daniel san dr daniel san a little bit more about some of his playing experiences and whatnot when we return right about now our guest dan Vicentainer and i are, are going to be playing a little bit for you i i myself will be on the bass and dan will be on the alto sax hope you enjoy it Thank you. 
Alrighty then. We are back. This is Music with the Doctors. I'm Dr. Andrew Grau. And I am Dr. Ethan Feldstein. And we are here today talking with our friend and alto saxophonist, Dr. Daniel Visentainerson. We just keep adding names to him because he deserves it. Daniel Visitation Writes. <laughs> so. Visentainer. You guys should do something <laughs> different the entire session. Like every time you bring my name up, call me something different. But <laughs> So we were just talking about Dan's past, and we're going to keep delving into that because while he was at Oneonta for the five years, and I knew him for four of those years, Dan was everywhere doing everything. So I, I would like to bring this up. You had the... I would like to say immense opportunity and privilege of working with one of the creators of Spirogyra, Jeremy Wall, who is a professor at Oneonta. Jeremy Wall. <laughs> the man, the myth, the, the legend. legend. <laughs> <laughs> so could you, you were in Funk Band four years or three years? I was in it for um, four and a half years, if you want to be exact. <laughs> wow. Whoa. Yeah. Wozers. Um, started... Um, you know what? Playing with him was was a lot of fun. The shows were always there was a lot of energy a lot in of the women. shows he played. A lot of women. <laughs> is, that, is that right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and you know when when I first started out, I <laughs> I think one of the um one of the one of the jazz instructors at Oneonta said that I played like a, a snake charmer. And then once I ended, you know, Jay Wall brought that up, and he said, I think these words. He said, "Oh, it's like Dan, you blossomed into this, into this fantastic sax player or something." But playing with him is like, I'm guessing that at least some of some of your viewers here will know, you know, who Spirogyra is. They were, yeah, they were if one of my, the. If my dad's listening, he's jumping up and down. So my dad too, his hands. I must say. Yeah, half <laughs> <laughs> the people I went to school with know who Spirogyra was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. probably because of a uh, big. Well, I mean, you're talking about queens, I guess, but yeah. Yeah. Um, so, how to how to describe how to describe Jay Wall? He's got this kind of um, he's got this kind of energy and style of playing that really just can't be. There's there's nothing like him. It's like trying to describe Pink Floyd. It sounds like Pink Floyd. Well, this guy is, is Jay Wall. He's just he plays he plays the keyboard for anybody who uh you know who doesn't know. Um, every time we're at these, we're at our shows, we'll start, like, and uh, the first funk band we were in, now, there were two funk bands in Oneonta. There was Funk Band 1, which had a lot of horn players. Now, I was not part of that funk band. I was part of Funk Band 2. Funk Band 1 was more of, they did, they did covers, and it was more, it was more bar band funk music than... Now, was that also with J-Wall, or was that with someone else? It was also with J-Wall. He did both funk bands. Which did he prefer? It depended on the year, I guess. Yeah, right. I think he honestly liked playing with both. He honestly liked doing both of them. He didn't um, play favorites. I don't think so. During um, the funk band, one was a lot more like seventies, I guess, with with you know an emphasis on the brass and horns. So I guess funk it's like classic funk, if, I, if you could call it that. Stevie I guess Wonder so. Funk, funk band Stevie, two. Stevie Wonder. <laughs> Ironically, Funk Band Two, which I was part of, I was the only brass player that was part of it, and oh, really? there were only um, like there were only five, sometimes maybe six people in the band, and we had, I mean, we had a lot of power too. That's the thing about Jay Wall; he liked to have a lot of power in his music, and um, you know that that stuff. There were a lot of originals that Jay Wall did. Some of them we did that were part of Spirogyrus. Some of them were his originals that. <laughs> you know, you can actually get on iTunes right now as part of his personal albums. Really? Yeah, and some of them were originals that he's never actually done before and were new as of, like, 2011. So, 
it was a lot of it was a lot of fun as i said a lot of a lot of energy he was a lot of fun to play with no one there there really isn't anyone quite like him and do you still say. keep in touch with him i do every now and then he wanted me to play a show for the um because Oneonta just had a new music section open and they were going to have a commemorative uh, show for it he actually wrote this song while he was in morocco and he we even practiced for it and everything and then unfortunately the show kind of fell through oh, but you know I, I played it I played the rehearsal for it um, we played with some other professionals at school and it was it was good stuff very really really out there kind of stuff so yeah yeah so and my personal my personal take on Jeremy Wall is um, he's very aggressive the way he plays and exactly very aggressive and he used to sit in with the uh, with the jazz octet from night to night and you know we always used to kind of joke and it was a little mean but we used to joke and he would always call the same the same three tunes always called lucky southern lucky lucky southern which that is was the worst keith jarrett tune ever and he used to call <laughs> cantaloupe island and we used to cantaloupe we island. used to luke luke the drummer myself and i we used to just look at each other and go mm. as out as we could on herbie hancock's cantaloupe island and Jay will be like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we'd be like, oh, Jay Wall. I feel like I he's re- very, he, he's, he moves a lot. He does. <laughs> he's a very distinct move when he's playing. He's always bobbing around. I remember one time, um, I think this was before your time, Andrew Nathan, yeah. that he actually, we were at a uh, jazz show, and one time, it was jazz combo, but the thing is, a lot of the jazz combo members were pretty much everybody in his funk band. Yeah. So he went up and stood, he went up and um, sat in, and then it became, it went from a jazz combo show to a funk band show. That's funny. Wow. Yeah, so. That's funny. Um, but yeah, even um, even when he started sitting in with other bands, like the jazz combo, Andrew, that you and I were part of, he carried that energy with him, and he yeah. really wanted to, he really wanted us to have that kind of thing. Whereas, um, you know, and I think there's a place for quiet, for like the quiet chill music that a lot of us, we used to do a bit of that. And it was good to have that contrast. There were, there were times where that contrast was necessary into the more exciting thing. And then having him there was definitely, definitely really different and really cool. Yeah. Now, was he, he your favorite professor, would you say? I don't like to pick favorites. <laughs> I'm going to bring I'll up put, another. I want to put you on the spot. My, he's my favorite J-Wall. I will <laughs> say that. <laughs> I'm going to bring up another professor, much less known, but I think as talented if not more talented as a, a pianist uh robert roman who rob roman. who rob roman who also got who got his degree from Odeonta as well as teaches there and then spent five years in his master's in uh kansas city or kansas state uh he he would lead the jazz octet and the pep band the pep. both of which i was a part of dan could you could you could you enlighten us a little bit on your oh, on your man. rob romanisms <laughs> oh man so we went to go See, Oneonta had um, we actually had a pretty decent basketball team. Decent, honestly. yeah. We and um, that's pretty much the best way I can describe it because I must say I don't follow sports whatsoever. We weren't really a sports school. Let's be let's <laughs> be honest a, here. We were a drink school. We the, were a drink school <laughs> drink with with a side of sports. Maybe the, <laughs> the most I think a popular joke was uh, Oneonta football undefeated since what eighteen eighty nine. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> our, our only undefeated sport. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, so we went to you know we so um, there was pep band and you know there's just something fun about it. Andrew, you and I did it. Rob, uh, Rob Roman put all these um put all these tracks together on these sheet all this uh, sheet music that was basically the quintessential um, basketball pep the basketball game pep stuff. Yeah. game stuff. It was like the Hey Song, 
anyone remember that? And hey, oh really? Yeah, we do. We do like smoke on the water, like Iron Man, and like between breaks because you're not allowed to play when the basketball's happening because that's how you get a technical. Didn't we even do the? Didn't we do the Mortal Kombat theme song? Yeah, I think we did. And I will say my my favorite my favorite. My favorite part about that, if I must do my Rob Rowan impression, he goes, he goes, ah, everyone loves Pet Band. I'll buy you guys hot dogs. It's great. Everyone loves Pet Band. And we always and had, he did. He that, bought us hot dogs. Is that true? Does everyone? Everyone love- loves Pet Band. Everyone who did Pet Band loved it. And it was always the drum line, and because we had the Julie oh, Licata right. would bring in the drum line and we drum line all these horns. And I think the best part was we had this guy who's now married. Dom Dom D Imperio was a baritone player, and he would do Pet Band. Wait, he's he's ma- he's married. He That's got really story. he got really into it. And he, he would, would say, because you're not, because we're as a pet band, we represent the school, and we're all wearing, you know, Oniata shirts. We're not allowed to heckle the band or heckle the uh, heckle the basketball players. But Dom would always say, "She's hesitating. She's hesitating," and we didn't know how to respond to <laughs> Wait, that. Wait, the band, the band would try and heckle the basketball players. Well, we weren't allowed to, but Dom would just say, "She's hesitating," and we don't, we yeah. didn't understand what that meant. I mean, Rob couldn't even punish him. He's like, that's, "I don't know what that means." That's something you never hear about the band she's, heckling the player. It's usually it's usually the other way around. I, I'm not. I don't want to. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm gonna just come out and say it. It is usually the other way around. So. So that, that is that is quite sound. This, this was for the women's basketball team and, and men's basketball team. It probably tells you about the kind of school Oneonta was. A very <laughs> just very very confused and backwards. Yeah. <laughs> well, we are going to take a break and we are going to talk to Dan next about what's happening now and what what the future for Daniel San, Dan Visitation writes, <laughs> what it holds for him. This is music with the doctors. It would do us a great pleasure if you'd listen to us play a little bit more music. This is Dan on the alto sax, myself, Andrew, on the bass. Thank you. 
listeners, we are back. Music with the doctors. I'm Dr. Andrew Grau. And I am Dr. Ethan Feldstein. And we are, we are back with our, our guest, Daniel Usentainer, <laughs> as he decided to be called on this next. Now, why? List. Why? Could you please, explain, please explain. Please explain, Daniel Visentainer, why you're Usentainer. Why I'm Usentainer, you yes. said? Um, I have a very, very unique last name. I, um, there's actually a website. I, I don't know if this is the same thing, but a couple years ago, I went to Visentainer.com. It was just for other people who had our last name. Are you serious? Yes. <laughs> I don't know if it's still there. I'll have to go check. But um, I even looked up Dan Visentainer on Facebook, and there's me and one other guy, and that's it. Wow. But that's um, it's Usentainer because there was this one. Um, someone had to do like a playbill or something for a show, and to write all the names on the cast list, they wanted a written list for some reason. This one girl who wrote my name writes her V's like U's, so I was Dan Usentainer <laughs> on the uh, <laughs> on the sh- on the uh, playbill. But yeah, that's it. You know, that actually reminds me of a story. <laughs> the first, the first Facebook group. I, I don't even think I joined it. I think so- someone invited me to it. I didn't even know what groups were at this point. And it, was, and it was and the group was titled Ethan's of the eighties. So so I was curious. So <laughs> I click on this lazy. and it's no, it's it's a group. It's all the posts are just a bunch of angry dudes all named Ethan complaining <laughs> that the name has gotten too popular. <laughs> and it's just a bunch of ang- and I left it because I just felt uncomfortable. I it, was, it was all these angry people. I will have you know that you are the only Ethan I've ever met. Well, the, so. the thing is, now there's a lot. It's I think it, it was for a while the second most popular name for newborns, maybe a couple of years ago. Huh. So it's uh, it's a generational thing. Yeah. So so that's why the Ethans of who were born in the '80s are very angry, and. Making a Facebook group about it that will do absolutely nothing. I think you're letting them down, Ethan. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm I'm ruining dreams. So Dan, so, so Dan Usentainer. Now, now that you are a graduated person, you've been out of college for a little bit. What do you did you use that computer science degree to your to your advantage? I did well, sort of. Um, I worked at at college as one of the um, as one of the IT guys, and I think that's becoming in use a lot more than my computer science degree. Don't be um, modest, though. <laughs> Don't be modest because you were not one of them, weren't you? The top guy in the in the department. I was one of the lead technicians. The lead. Okay. Yeah. You want to you want to emphasize that. So I was one of I wasn't one of the staff there or anything. I was one of the students there who would help out all the teachers and faculty. Mm with uh, all of their computer issues, whatever they were. That must um, have been <laughs> an adventure. And there are some separate stories about that. But um, that, could, so that could be a whole nother. That's a whole nother topic, whole honestly. Nother topic <laughs> not, not music, unfortunately. Not Un- music. Unfortunately, no. But right now, I'm working as a, uh, as a computer networking engineer. And um, but since the show is about music, I got to tell you guys that I'm still trying my best to keep my music in check because I feel like it'd be a waste if I gave it up. Well, that's well, that's kind of I mean, it feeds into it because how do you balance that life? Because you work a normal what nine to five, nine to five. five. So how do you balance your music on top of working very carefully, very carefully? (laughs) I I know at first for you, if I recall, it was a little difficult. It was. Um, it was that, and at the same time, I was also uh, trying to move out, and I know that's probably a terrible excuse, but um, I actually, once I started working there, I did a few music gigs, but they were so few and far between that I, uh, I almost lost touch of it for a little while, but recently, 
I've really been getting back into it, I, and it's been really making me Facebook, happy. Facebook has let me know. The books, the Book of Faces have, has let me know that Daniel Usentainer has been doing a lot of gigging, which is <laughs> really good. So um, in your time being, I guess, borough area-ish related, what has been your favorite gig? Um, you mean recently? Yeah, recently. Hmm. That's a tough that's a tough one. I gotta say, one of my favorites, Andrew, was playing with um, was playing with you at the uh, oh. at the Queens at the Queen School. He's we just being <laughs> nice. He doesn't mean that. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. But honestly, it was outside. Uh, we were really hot. It was like and, uh, ninety-five, <laughs> with ninety-five degree humidity. Is terrible. that is that the one with the famous profile picture? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, it was. Um, it's, it's great. But that I really liked that one because we were all really. Um, I mean. I, I got the opportunity to play with some really skilled musicians, and we actually have not had a rehearsal for that gig. But it was still really, you know, we still really, we were on, we all understood each other, nice. you know, for the best we could. It was, I thought it, I thought it was really good. I had a lot of fun there. Yeah, that so. was that was a fun gig. What was your most interesting gig? I'm trying to get this one out of you because I really want <laughs> you to tell our listeners about this one. You're trying to get, you're trying to get the, um, the burlesque gig out of me? Yes. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. Tell us about the burlesque All gig, right. please. So I got, uh, I got in touch with, um, I got in touch with this girl I knew, uh, with, with this girl who play, and her name is, um, her name is Eunice, and we had a, um, we had a show in Times Square, and my friend knew her, and she was looking for a sax player, and then he said, I know one, and immediately she got in touch with me. I played one song that she wanted me to learn. It was, um, it's a song called Dancing in the Dark by Dev, and I'm sure a bunch of you have Wait, heard it before. Before, before you yeah. go on, though, how did she approach you about this? Because that's, really <laughs> that's, that's what I really want to know. That's what I really want to know. The honest answer is not that interesting, but <laughs> she just sent me an email. So <laughs> she sent you an email. What, what did yeah. the email say? The email said, um, she's, she said, uh, Dan, um, you know what? She was actually very honest and, and she, straightforward she was about forward? it. Yeah, yeah. She said uh, she's like I'll be she's like I'll be honest. It's a burlesque show where it's going to be a uh, sec. It's going to be Rocky Horror Picture Show Part Two, but I gotta be but I gotta be honest. Um, the people there were very talented dancers. She is a very talented singer. She's good looking too. Yes, and um, <laughs> if I, honestly, if I needed a jazz singer, I would honestly give her a call. She's well, she's quite good. She can still take off her clothes, even though it's not her last show. <laughs> oh come on, man! <laughs> so, but but honestly, that was um, it was one of the most interesting gigs I've ever played. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. I got I met um the band I played in. Yeah. Um, they were all very very skilled. They've done a lot of jazz stuff and theater stuff before. Um, I still keep in touch with some of them. Nice. They were vi and um, you know, it was an interesting gig. I got to meet great musicians, really interesting people. Um, I would I would definitely do it again. What was your worst gig you ever did? You can, this can be lifetime. Ever? Ever? Ever. I will. Okay, there's a story to go with this one. Okay, this is good. So, this is good. When I was a freshman in college, I played, um, I played a jazz show. We were part of like a big band. Um, and the guy in charge of it is a, is a bass player. Rich um, Mullen. Rich Mullen. Oh, great, the great, great bass player. Great guy. Fantastic. Great friend. Great guy to just hang out with even. I even went to Canada with him. We had a lot of fun. But we um we go in front of um <laughs> so we're playing the show and i think we tried to learn too many songs in too short time and so we it just wasn't it just wasn't that good and at the and he can tell that the audience really just wasn't digging it so someone someone there 
tries to rile up the audience a little more and they they end up um they end up reciting a line from borat oh god in front of the audience um do you want do you want me to say what it was yes yes of course <laughs> so yeah. he so someone goes up on the microphone and they say so guys have you uh, have you seen that movie borat uh, you know, this is the second greatest uh, prostitute in Kazakhstan. She's my sister, and the audience, and the entire audience, has the most dumbfounded looks on their faces. And the entire band's <laughs> like, "Oh my god!" Also, one of uh, what, one what of the people prompted pe him to just start reciting lines from Borat. Man, I have no I idea. That gets people riled. This will this will get <laughs> this will get people confused. I have no idea. And so, um, this the other sax player was playing with gets there late he gets his chair finally we're halfway no we're not halfway through the gig he gets his chair sits down and then the gig ends the guy says thank you very much we're done and so the sax player looks at me and he's like D did i miss the gig i'm like yeah you you missed the gig <laughs> so the day after rich mulling says it to us and you know he was being honest about it he says you know what and i and i gotta say i think this is true for every musician you gotta have a bad gig every now and then yeah a bad gig is good for you yeah. you I know like, i feel like he was a pretty honest guy he was he absolutely, in my, in my he absolutely was. Him. He was nice, and I mean, like, he was fun to play with, but he absolutely was honest. He confused the hell out of me. I never knew where <laughs> he was or what he was talking about, but he seemed like a pretty honest guy to me. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Mm -hmm. Well, we're going to take another break, and we're going to have some closing remarks with Daniel Usentainer. Usentainer. This is Music with the Doctors. We'll be right back. Can you speak in that voice? No, Skyler. For the rest no, of the Skyler. podcast. No, Skyler. No, Skyler. <laughs> Dan, you're gonna play the song oh, hey all right we are back music with the doctors i am dr andrew grau and i am dr ethan feldstein and we are here with dr daniel visitation rights i have to bring that one back That's daniel visa visa if he had if he had a dj name he would be dan visitation rights it wouldn't be a dj Viz or something no it'd be nice. dj visitation no. rights <laughs> D dj viz that's a good one, right? That that has one. a nice has sure. a nice ring, ring to, to it. it. I think of my nice phone, flow. your divas, your divas in my phone. This <laughs> is just too much, too much effort. But Dan Vicente, too or, many syllables. I totally or understand. Or you could just you don't even have to be the DJ. It's just I'm divas. That's it. You're just divas. All right. So, <laughs> 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 we'll other than having we'll an interesting name, <laughs> other than having an interesting name, as we've been talking with Dan throughout this show, we've we've hit on a few things that he's an eclectic musician doesn't seem to turn his nose up at an opportunity to play as wonderful alto sax player. So, what does the future hold for for Daniel Visitation Rights? Dude, I don't even know what I'm doing tomorrow. <laughs> well, I mean, um, what what I are, know, what are your, it, what are your it doesn't, goals? Future future yeah, is a very broad, so you can it could even be the immediate future like I'm gonna go get a sandwich, or, or like, something. are you gonna get a new saxophone, uh, or like, what, what, are, what are your music, what are your musical goal things? A mu mu future mm. in music. Well, first, I'm gonna go get a sandwich. Okay, well, no, that's that's but, the future. Um, I hope. It's it's really hard to tell what the future holds. I mean, I hope to stay, to stay part of music, to keep music in my life as long, as humanly possible. If it's up to me, it'll it'll be part of my life for the rest of my life. Um, just, you know, whether, uh, you know, just playing, playing jazz, playing, playing funk, playing hip hop, playing any, as Andrew said, playing, playing anything. Um, I think I like that word eclectic. I think I'll have to keep that as, you know, something I keep in mind about myself. 
Um, Business-wise, I'm probably still going to keep working with computers in one way or another. And that's all right, yeah. because you can always have music with you on the side. It's it's day it's jobs, your hobby. It's your hobby, and it keeps, you, it keeps you happy. It's, I mean, it's very it's therapeutic. It's very rare that you can actually support yourself by playing. Um, or if you can, it's not much of a life. You can't pay your loans. You can't pay your... Your, your car bills I mean there's there's certain concessions you have to make and as long as you can keep doing music and keep practicing and keep getting better that's I think that's just as important you gotta find a way to balance your life do what you love absolutely so right. Dan it has been absolutely fantastic in talking with you and nice to see you again as always same to you thank you too very much yeah thanks for coming and is there any is there any sort of website or anything that that our listeners can access if they want to See you. See the face behind the behind the voice. See the curls. <laughs> keep updated on your shows. What's the, what's the best way that they can stalk you? Well, if you would, um, if they want to see a picture of me that has a face and curls, um, they can mm. go to uh, they can go to danvisentainer.com, which has links to all my social networking sites. I say that there's a blog there, but it has to be updated still. I will get to that eventually. Wait, but I mean, can <laughs> you s- can you spell that for everyone who, d- who doesn't know? It's a D A N V I S I N T A I N E R dot com. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's so many syllables. I want to die. That's a lot. That's a lot of letters. I don't know if people can handle it. We'll I see. Can handle it. I, I'll be surprised if they got to half of that. <laughs> Good job. You tried. <laughs> well, Dan, it was great in talking to you. And this is, uh, I think, I think other than all the great things we talked about, Dan, there was. There's all that there's left to do is do a little bit of playing. So, as always, thank you, thank you, Dan. Yeah. So uh, we'll we'll get to some playing in a moment. This is music with the doctors. I'm Dr. Andrew Grau, and I am Dr. Ethan Feldstein. And thank you so much for listening. You've been listening to Music with the Doctors with Andrew Grau, Ethan Feldstein, and producer Philip Rosenberg. Music with the Doctors is a Kensington Media production. If you'd like to advertise on this podcast or are a charitable organization that needs a little help getting the word out, call Kensington Media at 646-359-0967 and ask for Greta.